right, folks, we're back. You're listening to the Drew Marshall Show. You can find uh, the show on the MyJoy Radio app on iTunes or Google Play across the GTA on AM 1250, Joy Radio. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Drew Marshall, and uh, also on the other side of the board is Tim the Tool and a couple of fantastic interns in the house each and every week. <laughs> Just thought you'd kill that. Yeah, I, I, I put it down. Isn't that one of my all-time favorite songs? Oh, for sure. And it's just so perfect for, for, for Camino, Camino stuff? stuff that you've done. You know, it's it's interesting that, um, you know, Sting, he's one of those guys we've always wanted to get, and he has, he's got to have an interesting something journey, spirituality. He, he would or... be a royal pain to interview. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? I, I'd be up to it. I'd love it. But because if you don't have an intelligent question, he'll shut you down. Right. Well, you you got good questions. I done got good you questions. Got, you're the smartest I know. 500 miles on foot, bunk beds, blisters, stunning landscapes, world-class snorers. Oh, my goodness, this one Irish guy. <sighs> Hot searing sun, <laughs> freezing cold rain, kindness from strangers, debilitating injury, unexpected romance, no toilet paper when you really need it, profound grief and deep doubt, hunger, laughing, and new friends, total exhaustion. You are guaranteed to experience all of this at my funeral. So if you could show up... That would be great. No, all of this when walking the ancient pilgrim path, the Camino de Santiago. Across Spain, the sacred path stretches westward to the city of Santiago de Compostela, where the bones of the Apostle St. James are said to be buried or buried, depending where you're from. The Camino is uh, world-renowned. UNESCO named it a World Heritage Site, and the Council of Europe declared it the first European cultural itinerary. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Millions of people from all over the world have traveled this trail for over 1,000 years in 2010 alone. Just alone in 2010, which is six years ago. we got to have new numbers, right? Seven years ago. Over 270,000 people attempted the arduous trek, each one a seeker of something. To talk more about the Camino is a lady that I met for the first time on the Camino, and uh, her name is Lydia B. Smith. She is the director and producer of Walking the Camino, Six Ways to Santiago. Uh, let's see. I was um, meeting with a, a guy who's a chaplain friend of mine. And uh, he uh, said, I want to give you a book. And he gave me this book. And, um, and it was the guide to the Camino. And it was uh, our guest last week, John Brierly. And it was, it was an amazing gift to have as someone who's going to... Uh, uh, be walking the Camino, but he also gave me this this DVD to watch. He said, "You got to watch this." And then he said, "When you come back from the Camino, watch it again because you'll have a totally different reaction." So I watched this DVD, and it was a, a, a story about six different people on the Camino, six ways to Santiago, and um, it was profound. It was really, really well shot, and I want to know who that was. And so I tried to get this girl on the show. I tried to get her on the show, and uh, she couldn't make it because she's kind of famous. She's a big deal, right? She's kind of a big deal. And, uh, and so I got this email saying, sorry, I can't make your show. I'm, I'm too big for you there in Canada. And um, I'm walking along, you know, I'm, I'm about, what, halfway into the Camino maybe, and maybe a little more. And I, I go to this, uh, this hostel. They call them albergues. And uh, everyone around the table, the dinner table, is we're, we're into this talk. Oh, so what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Which is just a weird thing to talk about when you're on the Camino. But I heard this lady say, well, I directed a documentary about the Camino. And I looked across the lady. And I said, are you kidding? Well, I didn't say anything. In my own head, I said, are you kidding me? And I found her email on my phone using the Wi-Fi at the uh, hostel and shoved my phone in her face. And she goes, Drew Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we met. Hello, Lydia. Hello. Now, are you going to correct really why I couldn't be on your show and what really happened? Or are we just going to go with an alternative story? 
Lydia had a really bad hangover. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another one. Yeah. Okay. No, Lydia was sick. She was very, very sick and and uh, and couldn't do it. So, is that better? Do you feel better now? Yeah, you know, people need to know the truth. I know that despite me living in the States, that might not be always the case, but I just wanted to make sure it was out. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Thank, I miss you. You know, you and I, not only did we meet and then we ended up talking that night, the next day you allowed me to creep, uh, creepily hang along. I use that a lot when I talk about myself. You do. I should stop saying that. Um, you allowed me to, to walk with you and your friend, and we walked for, what was it, like three, four days, five days? How long did we walk? Do you remember? Something like that. I guess it was four. four okay. Two. All right. But, you know, there's, there's a saying on the Camino. There's, I don't know if you've experienced or talked about this, but really like one day is sort of the equivalent of a month in real life. I mean, it's just amazing how intense one day is and how well you get to know somebody. So when you walk for somebody for 10 days, it's like spending two years with them or something. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Uh, totally. And uh, it felt like I was with you for about 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We had people comment on our on our uh, friendship because we were so cheeky with you. We just, we'd slag each other. It was like, we were like an old married couple, like brother and sister kind of thing. It was just so fun to meet somebody so randomly and then just kind of naturally hit it off. So thank you for being normal, Lydia B. Smith. Uh, it was fun. You were definitely, it was amazing to have so much fun with the silent guy. <laughs> When you first, really when you first kind of hung out with me, and I, you know, you had to interact with the silent guy. First of all, we were sitting around the table. Did you? You must have known I was the silent guy at the table before I introduced myself with my name in front of your face and your email. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And my first thought was how cool because. As I told you, I actually just a few days before had walked in silence for the day right. um, to celebrate my birthday. Right. And so it was kind of like, oh, somebody that knows what it feels like, because I was telling people what it was like to walk in silence, and nobody really understood. And boom, there you were, and you knew 10 million times more what it was like than yes. me, who I just did it for one day. <laughs> I understood. I understood. Yeah. Um, why were you back on the Camino? Because this would have been your third Camino, is that right? Um, well, it just depends on how you count it. Either second or sixth. Um, <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was my second time as a normal pilgrim just walking. But I um, walked in 2008, and then I went back to Scout, and that was a combo walk-drive. And then I shot the film, which was a combo walk-drive. And then I did several um, fundraising trips on the Camino. And so I was guiding other people. I was walking, but I was really kind of working. So it wasn't really like a Camino. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. And so this was just my second real, you know, just me, just out doing, I get to go where I want, when I want. Well, and, 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 and the main reason for this was you wanted to go back and thank all the people that helped you film the documentary. And people that had helped me on my first Camino. I mean, it was my Camino of gratitude. I originally was thinking of going to do the Camino Portuguese, but it really something inside me, my intuition was really strong that I needed to return to the Camino Frances. And so it was an incredibly gratifying thing. And I heard on one of your, your shows, you were talking to somebody about if it's good or not to have expectations for the Camino. 
And I just wanted to throw out there, I think it's really great to have intentions for the Camino, which I think are very different than expectations. But when you set an intention, there's a lot more of a chance that that energy is going to come to you. And my intention with that Camino was to thank people and to, to have a Camino of gratitude and to feel grateful. Huh. And it was a spectacular Camino. The first time you did the Camino, um, why'd you do it? Um, I was... Um, I was in transition. I was I was heartbroken. I was engaged to be married, and I as I was shopping for wedding dresses and scouting sites, I it became clear this was not the right fit, and so I the was dress just, or the guy. <laughs> Both. It is. It, it, it must say something. I didn't really find the perfect dress, but because no. <laughs> he was not the perfect guy. So, anyway, I was in transition. I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. And this little voice inside me said, go do the Camino. I had lived in Spain for six years, so I always kind of knew about it. But for whatever reason, it had never called me. And I heard that voice, and then within a couple months, I was on the Camino. Do you think that... um this is such a lean question, but I have to ask it because if anyone can answer this question with some good stuff, it'll be you. Do you think the Camino is is really for everybody? I know it's not a wise move to try to sell everyone on the Camino because you got to be ready for the Camino, but do you think the Camino is for everybody? No, I don't. It's like I don't think there's really anything except essentially water and air that's for everybody. Even kale, the most nutritious huh. vegetable around is not for everybody. So why would there be one thing that's for everybody? Hmm. I mean, it just... And and everybody, I think, has their own path. And that could be walking the Camino. Somebody else could get a Camino experience from starting a homeless shelter. I mean, I think it's really... What I feel my mission is with my film is to encourage people to listen to their intuition and to follow what they're meant to do and far be it from me to have any opinion on what somebody else is to do we are on the phone with lydia b smith she's the director and producer of walking the camino six ways to santiago and uh, this is our camino Confessions segment if you want to listen to any on uh, all of our interviews with various camino gurus you want to go to camino confessions.com camino confessions.com lydia's website for her documentary is camino documentary.org that makes sense camino documentary.org how long did it take you to film this documentary just film it just the filming was about five, five and a half weeks. How long did it take you from start to finish to do, to produce, to make the, the product you could hand in my hand, uh, the, the, the documentary? Start to finish. Um, about five and a half years. Ooh, that's ironic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, I never thought about that. Yeah. It's that's why I yeah. get paid the, the big money to figure out these things. Um do do you would you do it again? Because I know a little bit of the, of what it takes to put something like that together, having been involved a little bit on, on a few different projects, and and I don't know. Uh, at the end of it, you must have gone, okay. That's I'm glad that's over. Yeah, you know, I think that was actually part of um, me getting sick this past summer. This past year, I've had some health issues, which nothing serious, and now I'm fine. 
But I worked myself to the bone for seven years. And would I do it again? Um, I would do it differently. I'm very happy with the result, and I'm really pleased with the reception the film's gotten all over the world, and I'm really proud of it. Um, But it was really hard, and I was really resistant to doing it. I knew it was going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I knew it was going to be quite as hard as it was. Um, But I also did enjoy it. I mean, it brought me so much joy and so much satisfaction. And to tell you the truth, I mean, it sounds hokey, but I really feel that this was one of the reasons I was born, was to make this film. Like, that's one of the reasons I'm on this planet. So I can't regret it. Would I do it again? I'm not, I wouldn't do it the same way. Um... There's a lot of things I would do differently. Okay, this is more like a docudrama, and I want to fill in the blanks here in just a second. But Walking the Camino is an up-close look at one of humanity's most time-honored traditions. But Lydia does this by following pilgrims from all walks of life as they attempt to cross an entire uh, country on foot, only with a backpack, a pair of boots, an open mind. And uh, and when you watch this thing, you know, you're witnessing the Camino's magnetic and miraculous power to change lives. Um, driven by an inexplicable calling and a grand sense of adventure, each pilgrim throws themselves heart and soul into their physical trek to Santiago, and most importantly, their personal journey to themselves. So, six characters. Um, can you d- concisely explain to me six characters? You're going to have to be concise because they don't have all stinking day to listen to their life stories. Okay. Sam is from Brazil. She's half uh, Brazilian, half English, and she was just lost, um, completely lost, and was hoping to figure out herself and her life on the Camino. Tomas was from Portugal, and he was just doing it for for sport and for adventure to see if he could cross the country on foot. Um, Jack and Wayne were two um, gentlemen in their 60s and 70s, doing it partially to honor um, Wayne's wife who had passed, and Jack really wanted to see all the history in the churches. Um, Annie, a middle-aged woman from Los Angeles, for her it was a spiritual journey. Tatiana, um, a young French woman with a a a two-and-a-half-year-old, no, I guess he was three-year-old son. She was doing it for God, a very traditional um, Catholic uh, journey. She was really doing it in the, the same way people in the Middle Ages did it. For, um, she was going to be doing going to confession. She went to Mass every day. And, um, oh, Misa. Misa was from Denmark, and she was doing it also as a spiritual journey and to have some time with herself, which isn't exactly what happened for her. Hmm. I think that was it. Okay, that was really well done. Thank you. That was. You, I wish you talked that little on the Camino. That was great. Oh, very oh, funny, Drew. <laughs> You're just mad because I played the best person. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here. Whatever. <laughs> so this is how it goes. We stop at some at what was it like the Cowboy Bar or something? What was that place yeah. called? Yeah, it was called the Cowboy Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In Ganzo. Which is just, I mean, it's not even a real village, it's tiny, it's, 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 all of a sudden there's this place, it's strange, and everybody goes to, and kind of, it's cool, it's a very unique spot, you have to stop at this place. Anyway, so we're sitting there, and uh, 
we're, we've, had, we've had our coffee, we've had a little snack or whatever, and it's time to get up again, even though we don't really want to. <clears throat> and uh, and Lydia... you got to tell the first part of the story. You can't go uh, straight to what I did. All right. you got to, because I'm going to tell it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so I had a muffin, um, and so I had all the, uh, the muffin on a, on a napkin, and so all the crumbs are on the napkin. And Drew comes up to me in silence, and he goes to grab the napkin. And I'm, like, thinking, oh, that's so nice. He's going to throw it away for me. That's so sweet. And instead, he throws it down my shirt. Whoa, and... whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that is not a good description. There were crumbs on the napkin. I threw them in your direction, and they happened to fall down your top. That's a way better description. <laughs> okay. Well, so so I laughed, and I was like, I'm going to get him. Okay, so then let's hear the rest of it from him. We, we could call them sweaty cleave crumbs. How's that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> For any of the ladies that have a larger breast, you know how tricky it is to get crumbs out of your... I know. Breast. I hate when that happens. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm about to I'm about to uh, to leave and uh, and I go to pick up my backpack and Lydia says, "Don't you find that like at this time of the day your backpack just feels you know 20 pounds heavier?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." I nod my head, totally. Yeah. And I don't know if I type something back to you, but I was to in total agreement because that's true. It's just like, oh my goodness, I got to be. And I pick up my backpack and it literally felt 20 pounds heavier, which was weird. I thought Lydia was very profound at that point in time. <laughs> So now I'm wa we're walking along and we're walking. I don't know how far we walk, and you start giggling like a little kid. You get this little giggle thing going. I'm, I'm like, what? What? And I can't say anything because I'm not talking. So I'm trying to go. What is your deal? And you, and you said, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. So about 400 miles later, which was what it felt like. My backpack was not feeling right. There was something weird, and I needed to adjust some straps. It was just killing me, killing me. So I take my backpack off, and I open up the top part, and there is a giant boulder on top of, in between the two compartments on my backpack. What a jerk you are, is what I'm trying to say. How long would you have let me walk with a giant boulder in my backpack? To be all bad, gang. Yeah, that's nice. It wasn't that much further. It wasn't that much further. We were, it was the end of the day. It wasn't that. Yeah, far. that much. It wasn't that much further, and the Camino means it could have been another ten kilometers. <laughs> no, it's probably three or four. But. <laughs> anyway, but. this this is the kind of nonsense that we had to put up with. Okay, so let's let's just go back to your doc. You're on the show to talk about the documentary, not about practical jokes. Smarten up. Here we go. Ah. Uh. The most drama in the documentary surrounded which character, do you think? Hmm. Well, um, I would say Misa or Annie or Tomas or Tatiana. Well, thanks or for narrowing Tiana. that. Okay, <laughs> great, great. Yeah, we, we deleted one. Jack and Wayne weren't, didn't have a lot of drama happening. But all the rest of them did in their own way. Tell us about, um, here's something I want to play for you, because you just mentioned Tomas. Tell everyone about Tomas. Well, he's the Portuguese guy that did it uh, just for sport, and he was um, 30 years old, young, fit, handsome guy. And he started his training for the Camino the day before he started walking. 
Um, and so he had some real physical issues. Okay. All right. Can you help me understand some of the feedback that you've received about your your documentary? Again, I would call it a docudrama because it, you're following people's lives and you're and and yet you're kind of revealing the Camino at the same time. But it's through through the drama of human interaction. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So tell me about some some interesting feedback you've received from people and and was it a hit in other countries? Even. Um. I would say it was even more of a hit in other countries, uh, especially Australia, where we had a world-class distributor handle it. I did the, all the distribution myself here in the U.S., and we did do really well here. We were the number 12 doc um, of 2014 in the U.S. and Canada. Um, the feedback has been fantastic. I mean, I mean, people have really loved it and resonated with it. Occasionally, I'd say, I don't know, maybe... Three percent of people have gotten a little upset because occasionally there's uh, a shot that's out of order. Um, and also, I follow each pilgrim on their journey, and I try and make sure I tried to make sure it was sequential. But sometimes we were with Tatiana, and she was all the way in Granon, past Santo Domingo, and then we went back to meet um, Misa, and she was in La Rosuana. So. Um, sometimes people were like, wait a minute, this didn't happen in the right order. And they, I tried my best to follow the characters, but occasionally we did use shots out of order. Well, that even, was the only complaint we really got. Even the movie The Way uh, was shot out of order. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think the difference there is I'm, I'm not sure they were... They Actually walked um, the Camino. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, not you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I don't think they knew it as well as I did. Sure. Um, I, I think Martin's grandson um, had walked it, so I think he knew it pretty well. Um, All right. So if people go to CaminoDocumentary.org right now, CaminoDocumentary.org, they can watch a trailer. Uh, but can they also buy the documentary through your site? Yes, they can either buy it, buy it for streaming and download, um, which is right there, or they can. Um, or they can order a DVD, um, which we will ship out within a couple of days. And I can tell for your listeners, we do have a promotional code, which is FLYER25, and they'll get 25% off. So if they type in FLYER, F-L-Y-E-R 25, they'll get 25% off. Yep. Wow. That's yep. pretty pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty pretty quite awesome. Thank you very much. You should have... Our codes... Yeah. Our discount code for the Drew Marshall Show is 666. So <laughs> just try that one. Lydia, how do you describe the Camino to people? How do you do it? Mm, that's a hard one. I um, I generally give them my film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a much better filmmaker than I am uh, uh, speaker. Well, that's not true. I, I like speaking, too. But I think the Camino really has to be seen, seen and felt. I think it's a really hard thing to describe just with words no matter how good you are at describing something. Um, there's so much of the feeling of being in nature and the peace that you get from that and the the scenery. And to just try and describe it with words is, is I think, impossible. And, I mean, I don't think that my film captures it either. I think it just started to scratch the surface. I mean, it scratched a little further than what we can do in describing it. But I think until you walk, you don't really, really can know what it's like. 
See that everybody struggles. It's a theme. It's just a weird, weird theme. Um, I know, isn't it? It is. It's, but that's what makes it cool. It's like, you know, when you walk the Camino, you become part of this really amazing group of of people. This like kind of secret club that you have to walk at least a hundred miles to be part of, yeah. and nobody else gets it. Well, uh, I wish we had more time. Lydia B. Smith, she's the director and producer of Walking the Camino, Six Ways to Santiago. Uh, the website is CaminoDocumentary.org, CaminoDocumentary.org. Changing gears from the Camino to the shack. Stay with us. Ooh, baby, it's making me crazy.